This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to a year in 2000 to have a look at the historical action movie which is Gladiator. And joining me for today is the international man of mystery himself, it is Kung Fu Dave. <laughs> some people say that hey. he... <laughs> I was going to say, some people say that he can hang upside down and read a book at the same time. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, dear. That's what happened to me when I was born. I was uh, dropped on my head a few times. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't reading the book, though. Oh, man. Just uh, just giving away some of your mysteries there, mate. Yeah, um, that's the only one I'm giving away today. So, um, should we jump on to this, then, mate? Let's get on to this, uh, this movie. We'll... Uh, We'll go back to Rome, we'll go back to the Colosseum, we shall play you guys a trailer and we'll see you soon.
And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis of this film is a former Roman general sets out to exact vengeance against the corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. It's an action-adventure drama. Uh, it's got a whopping 8.5 on IMBD. It's, yeah, big time, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got a 155-minute runtime, which doesn't really feel like that when I watch this movie. And it was directed by Ridley Scott. So, Dave, gladiator. Um, once once again, mate, we're talking about a, a historical movie. <laughs> seems yeah. to be a trend. Yeah, it, it's a, it seems to be my bag, doesn't it? That? I don't know why. Yeah, because... sort of obsession with um, swords and bows and arrows. And yeah, and, <laughs> and, and wizards. <laughs> yeah, wizards on my arm, my tattooed arm. For anyone that doesn't know, I've got a wizard on my arm, which is... Uh, yeah, you've got all sorts of them, yeah. Yeah, I've got an all sort of big fantasy epic tail on my arm, haven't I, RJ? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, because you had a, you had a, didn't you have an upgrade or something like that on your arm, didn't you, the other day, or got inked up again? Yeah, I had a bit of a, had a bit of a, t- yeah. When, as soon as the tattoo, uh, tattoo studio opened, I had a bit of a, uh, well, I, I had a gap at the back of it. I've got a sleeve on my left arm, and a bit of a gap, so I, I thought I'd get it filled in just to complete it. And uh, he went over the, um, you know, the bits of ink that had fallen out and gives it a bit of a bit more life yeah that's it i mean a bit more life (laughs) as i say there's a lot going on in that arm and i i thought there was i mistakenly thought that you had a sasquatch (laughs) 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 stood up on top of a tree and you said oh no 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 it's not sasquatch he said that's uh is that frodo or something or bilbo baggins bilbo baggins Yeah, yeah, it could be a Sasquatch, couldn't it? Yeah, it just looked like yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> the man of mystery on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> As I said before, Dave, you know, like that bloke out of prison break, you know, just covered in tattoos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be <laughs> released from prison, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But um, going back to Rome and this movie, uh, when did you first watch Gladiator? Uh, oh, gosh, uh, it's probably early 2000s. Yeah. Probably like 2005, 2006. Um, yeah, it was quite a while ago. It's an old film, isn't it now? it's just, 20 years it's, old, mate. It's making me feel old because I went to the cinema yeah. to go and watch this movie, mate. And now it's like 20 years old. It seems like yesterday. I remember my mum and dad went to watch it. cinema actually when it came out. And it's funny, I was talking to her about it yesterday. I said, I'm going to come on the show and talk to you about Gladiator. She's like, oh, yeah, I love that. I love that film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch that again. It's been ages since I watched it. And I said, God, it's, yeah, it's old, isn't it? It's an old film. But I mean, it, hold, it holds up. I think it holds up for today, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it does. I think because it's actually a historical um, drama, action movie, all that sort of stuff, I think that it will forever hold itself in time as time moves on because it's depicting something from the past. It's a little bit like um, like uh, Braveheart, isn't it? You know, it's the same sort of thing, because you're going back in time. And I think, um, talking about Braveheart, I think Braveheart kind of set the trend again, because when that came out, um, I'd never quite seen anything like it before, like with all the, ba- the, the battles, and it all seemed very real. Um, and then they brought out, Gladiator a few years later and it's just amazing you know all the, the fights and you, you, you've got a lot going on in this film 
yeah, it really, uh, it's really filled up with, you know, with blood and gore and violence and yeah, you know, some uh, romantic, romantic touches as well, isn't it? But uh, it's quite a sad story, isn't it? I'm sure we'll get into it into later on. But it, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's a proper swords and sandals, you know, and it's got a, a bit of a sad twist to it, hasn't it? Yeah, end, that's but... right. Yeah, towards the end. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's, it's talk about who actually put this film together. I mean, it was actually, I never realised this, it was actually based on a book that came out in 1958. And yeah. the book was called Those Are About to Die, which was based on the gladiators, obviously. And it was written by Daniel P. Um, Manu or something like that. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Um, Daniel P. Ma- yeah, Ma- Mannix. Mannix. Manu. Manu. <laughs> well, what are you Dan- it says Daniel Pratt Manu was an American author. Right. Lift, yeah. Daniel Pratt Manu IV. Must have been a few of them. Oh, okay. Got IV at the end of his right, name. Okay, right. <laughs> However you want to pronounce that. M A double N I X. Okay, so Dan- Daniel P. <laughs> M A double N I X. That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. I'll spell it out. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you've got the. It, it is. It. It's kind of based on true facts because obviously you did have the Romans and you had Marcus Aurelius, and you did have Commodus. You also had. You didn't have, there wasn't a person as such as Maximus, um, but you did have Roman generals in those times. And I think Marcus Aurelius did have a trusty Roman general by his side during the battles. And um, they were actually fighting the Germanic tribes um, in this time. It was back in 180 AD. So the Romans were basically everywhere back in that time, and they they occupied... uh, the North being Britain at that time as well. So, um, yeah. Is that where the film, the film starts in England, doesn't it? Is it in England or is it in No, it's, a, it's in Germany, I think. It's the Germanic tribes that they're fighting. Um, and they're basically saying that this is kind of like the last battle of Europe. Right. Uh, so these, so the Germanic tribes are the last guys having a go at the Romans. Um but Marcus Aurelius was apparently like one of the one of the five best emperors of Rome in the Roman Empire, so he was very well respected. But then Commodus, he was kind of a um, he wasn't as bad as he's portrayed in this movie. He's there's bits that they've taken from it because he was quite he he was um he's his idol, I suppose, was Hercules. And he basically based himself on that character and he kind of made himself like a godlike figure in Rome. And he loved all the entertainment and he fired up the Colosseum. Right. Um, but he actually, um, sort of going into a bit of a history talk <laughs> of the movie. He, but I suppose it is important. He did actually yeah. create peace, in actual fact, against the Germanic tribes. So instead of going into battle, he tried to sort of basically create a um, a truce which was kind of I suppose that was quite advanced back in those times I'd imagine you know rather than going in and having a punch up he was like trying to sort things out 
And I suppose that is portrayed in the movie where he's saying, look, you know, my virtuals aren't going into fight, but I'd rather just talk things over and stuff like that. So, um, oh, um, so he didn't get <laughs> so the real communist didn't get killed by Russell Crowe then. <laughs> no, no, I think it's more of a. <laughs> I think this is where the sort of uh, fantasy element comes into it. But I suppose that the actual. I was having a look at this this morning, and what they've said on the trivia is that um, it is actually a story. It's more based on Spartacus, which goes back uh, to 75 BC when Rome was a republic. And he basically led the revolt against the Romans with the slaves, slave trade, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so, oh, so, okay. so yeah. basically, the, the film is like a. It's a bit taken from this, and it's a bit taken from that, and then obviously they've chucked a bit of Hollywood involved, you know. And but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a good it's a good film, and and we've spoken about like Robin Hood, haven't we? So it's, there's a bit of that in there as well, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, yeah, it's well, it's a brilliant film, isn't it? Mm. Um, one of the all-time greats of this this sort of century, I say. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it, that's, yeah. You say Gladiator to someone, and everyone's seen it, and everyone thinks it's fantastic. Yeah. So you're never going to get someone that says, "Oh, it's rubbish." No. So yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, really well made by by the director Ridley Scott. Um, should we talk about what happens in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Dave. I think that's it. I think we'll just wrap it up. I've done my history lesson. Um, we don't need to say any more. I've given you a synopsis. Ridley Scott did a good film, and that's it. There you go, guys. You haven't seen See it? Later, go check it out. Yeah, I'm going to go and get a beer now. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'll tell you what. I might put my sandals on and go to the pub. <laughs> get yourself a burger as well. <laughs> yeah, I do that. And you know what, Dave? I might even with those sandals, I might put some nice white socks underneath those sandals and pull them up to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah let's talk about this film then mate so oh dear so in some ways you are right this battle did take place in england in real in real life because actually filmed this um in surrey a place called leaf hill box hill place you're familiar with oh yeah yeah not far from where i live actually but a few miles on the road so yeah, so, I mean, there's not a lot of CGI in this film either, is there, at the beginning, certainly. Um, when I was watching this the other night, I thought that's this, uh, you know, extra, there was a whole ton of extras, wasn't there, made up in Roman yeah. armour. Uh, I'd imagine being on set, it's probably quite good fun as well, wasn't it, walking about? Um, oh, look, it, looked, it looked brilliant, didn't it? I mean, they had all the... Everyone dressed up in all the camps and all the, you know, the Germans running through the forests and the explosions at the back, wasn't there? There's loads of explosions, all fire everywhere. It was great. Yeah. I mean, if that wasn't all CGI, I'd have to think what they did to the forest. But <laughs> oh yeah, this is it. I'm sure they put it all back together again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> good movie makers pay, that they are. Hey, uh, sorry, council, a lot of money. <laughs> And I'll say it'd probably be a shock for some people, wouldn't it? Walking their dogs through the woods, and then all of a sudden you come across a, a Roman Empire fighting a Germanic tribe. 
<laughs> People must have thought they'd stepped into a time machine. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, that's it. I've, I've just gone back in time. Um, <laughs> but no, it's good. I mean, like I say, you introduced to Russell Crowe, and um, back in the day when I watched this, I, I, I didn't know who Russell Crowe was, so he was he was new to me as an actor. He had done stuff before, um, but I, I think. When you think of Russell Crowe, I think a lot of people think of Gladiator. So this is his this is his big platform, isn't it, as an actor? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Is he, was he in? Um, he's from New Zealand, isn't he? Russell Crowe. He's New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mistaken for Australian, I think sometimes, but yeah, he's New Zealand. Um, the other thing I like about this film and. Um, me and, my, me and Becky spoke about this actually when we was watching it. We were saying it's quite good how they haven't tried to make him talk in a different accent either. Um, because he's got his New Zealand accent, but I ain't got. A, I don't really have a problem with that, you know. It's just. No. No. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got these Roman soldiers and he's talking in a. I'm not going to try and do a New Zealand accent, but. Um, <laughs> unleash, unleash hell. Um, and then you've got one of these sort of senates who's kind of talking in a bit of a sort of bit of a geezer, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, talking in his yeah, English yeah, accent, yeah. you know. Which is fine. I like it when they do that because you know they're obviously talking in a different language. But for a movie, I like it where they don't change that. So that's. It's, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the, the actors in this film, I, well, from a time period, mm. trying to think what accent they would would actually use. I mean, obviously Russell Crowe being Maximus, which would is Spanish, isn't he? Because he he's from Spain. Yeah, Spaniards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they call him a Spaniard in the, Spaniard. the arena, don't they? Yeah. Um. So obviously he'd be well. You'd think he'd be Spanish. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm not sure about the others. I mean. Rome, Italy, Italians, Italian. yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So they would have been, and then like you say, you've got the Germanic tribes, haven't you? So, um, yeah, so that's the they're having a punch up with Germany, aren't they? Basically, the Italians, yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose looking from their perspective, uh, Rome was quite an advanced empire, wasn't it? And I think what they were trying to do was trying to sort of push that out to try and make the rest of Europe advanced. So the only what I've tried to look at this from their perspective is were they just did they see the rest of Europe as a sort of barbaric type of place, possibly? Or was that way the mm. way of looking at it? I don't know. Um Yeah, I mean well they they conquered a lot of um well, a lot of Europe, didn't they? They conquered well, you know, parts of the UK and um, Germany, um, Spain. So, I suppose the Roman Empire incorporated a lot of different cultures and a lot of different, um, you know, different sorts of people, didn't it? It's people from different areas of, of Europe. So, yeah. I mean, to call, to call yourself Roman, you might you're not necessarily from Rome. You might be from um, Spain or you know France or wherever. But um, it's like. Uh, uh, Maximus say, was saying in the film he's never been to Rome and he's fighting 
for the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he seems to think. And what's interesting here, though, is um, from his perspective, he seems to think that he says Rome is the light, isn't it? So, yeah, he's kind of got it yeah. in his head that this place is like the all-powerful. Um, and then, as you find out, it's actually quite corrupt. Yeah, uh, which is probably the main platform for this story, isn't it? Where He's and what I do like as well is where Maximus is like he's a hero, isn't he? He's a you know always he is a natural leader. All of his men love him. He he he's, he fights by example, doesn't he? He sets he sets a platform. Um, he's not afraid to get involved in battle either, is he? Um, but he's generally a good bloke, isn't he? You know he's, he wants to get back to his farm and his wife. And then yeah, what yeah. I like here is you've got that um, leader of men and then you've got Commodus who's kind of, he, he's a little bit of a coward, isn't he? Um, doesn't want to get involved in the battles, but he kind of wants to take all the limelight at the same time, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And yeah, there's, there's a very... The, the writing here between the two characters is very clever, I think. How they've you've got the spectrum of the the good guy and the bad guy, haven't you? You know, it's yeah. I, I, well, I think uh, jo- is it Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin. That's it. Yeah, Joaquin I know. It's, a, it's another oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays that character really well, doesn't he? Mm. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, he's, he, he's a great yeah, actor. He's yeah, he, he's probably one of the bit controversial it's probably one of the best actors i've seen on screen i mean he was in joker was he? have you ever seen joker yeah i have yeah um again i was talking about oh, this nice. yeah uh he's he's definitely yeah he's he's definitely set up for that type of role isn't he you know he's a, he's a great actor um he can he can play the villain very well uh like, yeah. like he does like he does in this movie um, and then I think the thing that really sets it up is that because he can't get his own way and he knows that Maximus is possibly the better man to lead, um, then he kills his father, doesn't he? And that kind, yeah. of, that kind of sets it up for where this film is going, isn't it? For what Commodus is prepared to do, you know? Um, yeah, because it's um, Marcus Aurelius says to... He says to him, Combody says he doesn't want him to be emperor, doesn't he? And then um, but he wants uh, Maximus to sort of, you know, lead in a, in a more um, political, I'd call it, in a fairer way, doesn't he? He wants a, a republic, does he? He said he wanted to give uh, Rome back to the people and have it as a republic. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, that's, that's quite interesting itself, isn't it? Because they're... They are an ancient civilization, but they've got the main blueprint to what we have today, isn't it? Like they've recognised that we need to have a democratic state, isn't it? So we need the people to decide who they want to lead. Um, mm. And I think that's kind of what Marcus Aurelius was trying to get back to, isn't it? Um, as opposed to Commodus thinking, yeah, I am, it should be me that's, you know, emperor. And I'm going to try and get it any way I can. 
you know, even if I have to kill my yeah. own father, which he does. Um, yeah. But what's interesting here is probably one of my favourite parts of the movie in terms of um, building block of characterization and where you're going to go is that Ma- Maximus has led his army. He's got involved. He's not. He's not afraid to, um, you know, fight next to the, the the men next to him from his army. Lead by example, all that sort of stuff. And he's got everybody behind him. But even when Marcus Aurelius says to him, I want you to go back to Rome and lead. And then Maximus says, oh, I don't want to. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I just want to go back to my farm and be a father and, you know, see my wife and bring my boy up. And then that's why. And then Marcus Aurelius says, that's why I need you to do it. Because you're not corrupt. Yeah. And I just think that's just yeah. really... It's it's a real important part of this movie as a message they're trying to sort of make, isn't it? And I think it's great. Um, yeah, he wants a simple life, doesn't he? He's, he's done all this, uh, you know, done all this work, and yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like he wants to retire, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, I've had enough now, I've finished. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a bit a like, he's, he's, he's a bit like me, Dave, at 40, 40 <laughs> odd years old, mate. I've had enough, that's it. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, that's why my little. Simple life now, thank you. Got to go to your hut and build some weapons. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Eat some burgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Jay, what is it that you want? Well, yeah, I just want to. I just want to do some podcasts and go into my shed. <laughs> Watch my son play with some ponies in the backyard. <laughs> I do like it though when he's clocked every day he's been away as well, isn't it? And he goes, Marcus goes to him, he goes, Let's sit here like I'm your father and you're my son. When did you last go home? And he goes, Is it two years, 264 days in this morning? Yeah, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. He's got, got a calendar, hasn't he? <laughs> He's, do- he's doing better than me. I don't even know what day of the week is. <laughs> I've got all this technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, some good bits like that, isn't it? So, yeah, so obviously Marcus Aurelius gets um, murdered and now you've got Maximus, who's now been ordered for execution, isn't he, by Commodus? And yeah. you've got a... It's almost like Maximus now knows that he's on this journey, isn't it? To obviously try and get home, save his wife. Um, you get a cool scene here now, which I like it, where he's got the... He's going to get executed, isn't he? But then the... Was it Praetorian? His sword gets, like, stuck in the ice, doesn't it? And, or because of the cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he... They, they were going to kill him, weren't they? They were going to stab him. And yeah. And he sort of does his, like... I don't know. Get out get out of uh, jail kind of move, doesn't he? Like, he kicks back and then takes a sword off him and then kills one. And then the other guy's trying to get a sword out and it's frozen in the scabbard, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he says that the uh, sword sticks in the cold weather, isn't it? Like that. And then um, <laughs> it, it, it's just a cool little bit in the movie, just little things like that that make this film, I think. And then um, he shouts out, doesn't he? Because he's up for it and he's like, Praetorian, come on. Let's have it. And the guy rides over, doesn't he? And he sort of takes him out with the sword. Um, and then he gets cut himself, doesn't he? Um, 
And now he rides from... So I'd imagine he's... Is it from Germany to Spain, I'd imagine, is it? Is he living in Spain or has he got a retreat in Italy? I think he goes to... Well, he's, I think his home's in Spain, isn't it? Is yeah. Because um, I had to Google this last night. I think I've got it up. Um, he, he goes... Yeah, he obviously rides from Germany to um, um, Spain. Yeah. The place was called. But, um, I mean, I, I was under the impression that, excuse my uh, knowledge of um, history, but I thought they were fighting in um, in the UK on that beginning scene. I thought, God, how's he got from the UK to Spain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, uh, there's no filming of him riding over the English Channel, is there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, he's his home is in uh, True. Trujillo, Trujillo, right, um, and that's in today's province of um, God. I can pronounce this. Caracas, Caracas, I can't say that, but yeah, it's a place called Trujillo in Spain. Um, oh, it is in Spain, right? Okay, that idyllic sort of scene you've got in the film where it's um, yeah, it's got those kind of beautiful trees and the wheat fields isn't it yeah yeah no that's beautiful yeah. i mean the looking at that i mean I, I i go in i go holiday in spain quite a bit and that setting you can still see that today you know the sort of the fields and the and, and the way the houses are built with like mm. terracotta tiles and all that sort of stuff so yeah so he gets back doesn't he and unfortunately again You've got a, another building block here where his family get killed. Um, so now, now Maximus is now on this journey, and I think he's, I think he's accepted his fate now, hasn't he? As well, because he knows that um, this is a one-way journey for him now. He's he's a dead man, and I think he I think he wants to go into the afterlife as well, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Because he just wants to get to his family. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, they've been killed, and it's not very nice, is it? The the Romans obviously come and kill his wife, and they hang him from the house, don't they? It's yeah, because I was thinking. Together. I mean, the, he's he's um, he's right hand man. Was it Lucius? Um, yeah. I always, I I never really understand this, but I again I spoke to Becky about this last night. And I suppose for for Lucius, it was kind of like um, self preservation, I guess. Because um, he, when he gets the order to kill Maximus, he's he, he's with it, isn't he? But you know, mm. not long ago they were fighting together on the battlefield, weren't they? And he was like the be next best thing, and now he's killing him. Um, but yeah. I suppose it's just the way that they had their system, you know. And then obviously Commodus's men were from Rome, weren't they? So I don't think they really cared that much about Maximus, did they? They were like a different. Uh, from a different regiment, weren't they? I guess. Yeah, but we didn't really know each other, did they? No, no, because they called them like the Praetorians and all that, wasn't it? And they they had like different armor and shields. Mm. So anyway, so his family's been killed, and now he's gone on to this journey where he's been picked up by. Um, is it like a sort of slave convoy or something, isn't it? Um, and they've been. Yeah. Did he? Um... 
think I did. Did he? Did he collapse? I think. And then yeah, finds him. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's he, obviously got that wound on his arm, hasn't he? That's obviously made him. Yeah, he's got that wound on his arm, and I think he's got like an infection, and he's just left there f- for dead. And then he gets, and then he, then you meet the uh, Jermaine Houston character here, don't you? Who I think is another great, great character in this movie. He's very um, spiritual, isn't he? He's almost like a, he's almost sort of angelic in a way, isn't it? Because he kind of knows that Maximus is got some some hurt about him and he actually says to him then he? he goes you you you're gonna die i think i know you're gonna die but you're not gonna die yet because you've got something you've got to do before you go <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, yeah there's that part yeah. of this movie as well which is great so you because you kind of seeing him sort of it's almost like he's about to go into the afterlife but he doesn't go does he and you've got that scene of his hands going through the hay which is kind of cool um, and it's almost like um, again uh, like the Greek mythology isn't it? it's like Maximus has now become like a, a demigod it's almost like the gods are giving him some power isn't it Cause, yeah. which you find out later on so um, so Maximus goes to the city of Zakpal uh, which looks like it's in North Africa I think possibly Um and then he meets. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all sandy, isn't it? It doesn't really. Yeah, tell you where it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. figuring that's somewhere like Morocco, or Tunisia, yeah. or something like that. Um, but then he meets Proximo, who is Oliver Reed, and uh, he's a great addition to this movie as well as an actor. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, really good. Because what I've noticed here is obviously. I forgot to mention uh, Marcus Radius is played by um, Richard Harris. And yeah. him, Richard Harris, Oliver Reed and uh, Richard Burton were kind of like the, they were friends and they were like drinking buddies. Uh, All right, okay. Want to cool. say, say alcoholics, borderline alcoholics, they like their drink, you know, they're yeah. like wild, <laughs> you know, sort of <laughs> having wild parties and things like that but I suppose if Richard Burton was still alive I'd imagine he would have been in this film as well because um, he actually played uh, Mark Antony in uh, the Cleopatra movie and they kind of mention that later on his name so uh, just like a little bit of a tie in there but anyway so you meet Proximo and he's, he's quite a character isn't he you know he's sort of giving him all a speech isn't he saying you know you've you're not here. You're here for one purpose, isn't it? Just to get killed, basically, and make yeah. Me money. Yeah, he doesn't, he's and not aware of it. who he's got in his, uh, you know, his entourage, is he? No, he's not aware of like, oh god, we've got this former Roman general in, in the midst that's going to change his change his fate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is it. He's he's basically like, uh, you've got your first arena battle here now, haven't you? Um, and Maximus is. You don't get a word out of him, do you? Just it's all just sort of facial expressions, because um, he takes his tattoo off his arm, doing the SPQR Legion tattoo. Yeah. But then he yeah. goes out, doesn't he? And then you've got your first battle scene, which is awesome. Um, you've got heads flying off, limbs flying off. But then he. <laughs> Proper gory, isn't it? Oh yeah, and then he goes for it, doesn't he? And he thinks, right, let's have some of this, and um, he goes all. 
like he's on the battlefield as a general, isn't it? And mm-hmm. takes on these uh, gladiators. And then he comes out with that famous line, doesn't he? He's like, Does it, is this the one? No, it's not now, is it? Does he say you're not yeah, entertained? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sort of in this sort of... I can't, I can't remember if there's a a couple of uh, like gladiator fights before he says it, but it's, it's in this area, ladies. It's in North Oh, no, it's it's in no, it's just... Region. This one, he doesn't say anything, does he? I think he just stands there, doesn't he? And he's just like... He, he throws a sword down to the ground and he just spits, doesn't he? And he just leaves it at that. And then... Um, and then he goes out for a second time, doesn't he? Just by himself. And then he fights the gladiators and he chops them all up. And then this time he comes out, doesn't he? He just goes, Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Yeah, yeah. Like that, isn't it? <laughs> great, it's a great bit of the film. Yeah. It's sort of a classic moment. And everyone's like, yeah, sort of chanting. And they're sort of like beginning to love the Spaniard, aren't they? That's where he gets his name, isn't it? The Spaniard. Spaniard, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then Oliver Reed comes out, or Proximus comes out, and he? he says to him, he goes, what do you want, gladiator like this, isn't it? And he's, uh, he says, you're, you're good, but you're not that good, isn't it? And then you realise that Proximus was once a gladiator himself and he's won freedom from the Colosseum. And then it goes over to Commodus now, doesn't it, where he goes into Rome and you've now got the start of his campaign and then the original Senates, which which are trying to get Roman back into the Republic. And Commodus is basically bored of what they're talking about, isn't he? And he says... I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring the Colosseum back to Rome. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like his way of saying, "Well, I know what I know how to get people to like me. I'm going to start bringing in the the entertainment, the gladiators." And I think the Senate's now realise that he's. Um, they come out and say they 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 talk between each other, don't they? I think these two characters, and they say, "Well." I think I know what he wants, you know, that he, he knows what Rome wants. It's all about the mob, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, getting yeah. getting lights and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's entertainment, mm. isn't it? It's almost like, it's like us going to watch a football game or a rugby match. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like the Prime Minister saying, oh, we're getting rid of football. And then going, oh, we're going to bring it back now. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's you know, something for people to go and watch, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I suppose that that's why people started to like Commodus, you know, because he brought it back to Rome and like, you know, everyone's excited for the big event. And um, yeah, so it's just it's a sport essentially at the end of the day, isn't it? Glad, being a gladiator. Yeah, yeah, a gruesome one at that. Like I say, it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, at the same time, it's crazy to think that this, this actually happened as well, wasn't it, in these times? Um, to think you had crowds of people watching, you know, gladiators tear each other up in an arena. It's just, yeah. Know, bonkers, isn't bonkers. it? Bonkers. Imagine going that down there today. No <laughs> way. No, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? It just, it just wouldn't, would it? You know, it's just like, my God. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. Imagine the uproar. Jesus. Big, um, big health then, and safety issue. Yeah, but I suppose, prob- in in a fantasy type of way, the, the the way that would probably be today would be like um, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's the running man, wouldn't it? <clears throat> um, like a sort of yeah, game, or game show. Up to match or... Yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, so Prox- Proximo, he he finds out that there's this 180-day tournament and he now has a suitable candidate for that being Maximus, isn't it? And he says to him, if you want to win your freedom, win the crowd and we'll go to Rome and you'll make me a load of money and you'll win your freedom. So they've sort of struck up this deal, haven't they? And and then Maximus at the same time is thinking, well, this is my way to infiltrate Rome as well because he's thinking that... um, this is my way of getting close to Commodus as well, isn't it? So, yeah. um, off they go to Rome, and it's quite a spectacular place. And I imagine Rome would have been quite a, quite an amazing, you know, city back in that time. Um, it does look great on the film, doesn't it? When you look at it, you think, wow, God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've been to Rome. Yeah, I've been. I've been to. Yeah, I've been to Rome. And um, having visited, and I've been to the Colosseum. Mm. Now, when I watch this film, I think, yeah, it it's not like it probably was like that. It, it was like that. I think it's just it's amazing yeah. how they how they pull that together back in those times. But um, yeah, so he he turns up and. He makes an allegiance, doesn't he, with his uh, with the Jermaine Houston character? They're kind of like his psych. It's like his main psychic, isn't it? And yeah, you get um, you get one of the main battles now, which is probably one of my favourite battles of the movie, which is the, the the reenactment of the Battle of Carthage, isn't it, between the Romans and the barbarians? And oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't go to plan, does it? <laughs> no, no, but it's kind of like it's where Maximus now has his. He says, doesn't he? He says, says to the guys, he goes, any of you guys serve in the army? Yes, he goes, uh, we're going to get through this. We need to stick together. <laughs> so yeah. pretty... And uh, you get the chariots come out, then you kind of military battle plan together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. And He's... They kind of like, well, they. His uh, tactic is to sort Slay of form, form together as a rock, isn't it? And then they come round and one of the chariots falls over. Um, Maximus gets onto a horse and he starts riding around and gets a spear and starts chucking it into yeah. the... Um, and then one of the chariots flies into the crowd as well, doesn't it? I think it's all, almost sort of like blows up, doesn't it, on impact. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like hits them to the side, doesn't it, and kills all the the riders on it. But yeah, and then you've got Commodore. Something he's sort of going. He says to one of his, um, was it like one of the senates or something like that? He says, "Oh, just remind me, but wasn't the Battle of Carthage? Wasn't weren't the Romans <laughs> supposed to beat the barbarians or something like that? Wasn't it?" And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They get proper wiped out. Commodus says he wants to go and meet this gladiator, doesn't he? And then obviously Maximus is sort of stood there and he just Commodus says, you know, what's your name? And he just goes, I'm gladiator. And then he just walks mm. away from him, doesn't he? He goes, You just walked away from me, how dare you? And then he 
says reveal yourself and now you've probably got that quote of the movie which everybody quotes off now doesn't it he says you know takes his helmet off and he goes I'm Maximus is it a radius and he says is it um, husband to a murdered wife born of a yeah yeah that's it father to a murdered son general of the legion of the yeah that's it something uh... and he goes (laughs) and I will have it's a cool it's a cool I will have my vengeance in this life or the next, isn't it? It's like, and then basically, yeah, Commodus yeah. has just shit his pants now, isn't he? He's like, whoa. Yeah, uh, how's this happened? What? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, so Commodus is in an awkward situation now, isn't he? Because even though he's the emperor and he's powerful and all this sort of stuff, it's Maximus that is actually in charge now, is it? Because he's actually drawn the crowd, isn't he? And everybody loves him. So, mm. I'd imagine that if Commodus uh, put his thumb down and had him killed, he, he just would have been disliked, wouldn't he? Because the, the crowd would probably be thinking, hang on a second, this guy's entertained the hell out of us and you've just ordered to have him killed. And I suppose Commodus yeah, now... Yeah, he would. <laughs> uh, Maximus is actually attacking him with frustration, isn't he? That's how he's getting him. He's actually yeah. tearing him apart. Which is very clever. Yeah, he's... It's, uh, yeah, he doesn't. He's not allowing him to do what he wants to do, is he? No. Yeah. It's yeah, very clever in a way because he can't just go and like kill him because it's all the position is in. But yeah, um, I suppose that that's that's the start of the build up to the um, you know, the end of the film, isn't it? Really, because obviously Maximus has got his plan of you know to try and. Get his vengeance or whatever. Yeah, he's his friend the spanner in the works with Commodus, and he's like, "Oh, okay, this is how it's gonna, this is how it's gonna go now. He's gonna, you know, keep winning these fights, and Commodus can't do anything about it, and Commodus is gonna have to eventually try and get him killed in a way, which lucky, lucky does at the end. Yeah, Um, which kind of goes on to the. The next scene now, isn't it? Because Commodus has come away and he's full right. The best way I can deal with this is to actually bring in a, a opponent, which I think will kill Maximus. And he brings in like the uh, the number one gladiator, isn't it? This is like large in life, almost all demi demigod sort of character, isn't it? Um, which is like the next fight, isn't it? I um, can't remember the name of this uh, character now. Uh, but he's got the he's got the face shield on, hasn't he? And he's surrounded by tigers. And uh, again, it's like it's another great fight scene, isn't it? Where Maximus comes out, he's he's trying to take this guy on, isn't he? And then all the tigers come out on the chains, and he's having a fight with a tiger. Um, but again, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it's quite a spectacular scene, actually, isn't it? I remember watching this at the cinema. Very cool, isn't it? Uh, I mean, he's got because obviously uh, Commodus thinks that he's gonna, you know, he's not gonna survive that, is he? He's got the big burly fighter and other tigers surrounded him. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, exactly. We're gonna kill, we're gonna kill him off, kill off a Spaniard, and then it looks like I've not done it. It's it's um, the guy in the arena that's done it, and you know, it'll be be forgotten about. Yeah, that'll be it. But it it doesn't work out that way, does it? No, it's um. 
yeah, I suppose he's thinking this is a safe bet, isn't it? Three tigers and my top number one gladiator who's humongous. It's like a sort of David and Goliath type thing, isn't it, going on here? Hmm. But no, um, he takes on, he takes out one of the tigers, doesn't he? And he takes on this, like, say, this birdie gladiator. And um, he ends up, I think he ends up punching him in the end as well, doesn't he? He thinks, oh, <laughs> it's, it's like... Uh, I've tried with the sword, that's not working. Then he just goes in, then he just goes for a punch. Yeah. And then he falls onto the floor and then he takes his foot out and he chucks it straight into his foot. And then he, I think he chucks an axe into him as well, doesn't he? And then that's it. He's like, and then Commodus is all gone. Oh shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what the hell? Um, and, and, I mean, that's the, the pivotal bit, isn't it? When obviously he's got him on the floor and he's got this sight axe in his foot and he's like oh the, the big burly chaps he's killed all the tigers and they're all you know they're well, not some of them are just sort of walking around still mm. and Hobbitus puts his thumb up doesn't he? and the crowd are like yeah kill 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 and then he, he says he puts his thumb down for them to for Maximus to kill this guy oh that's he right doesn't, he doesn't kill he him does he off. yeah that's no, right just... yeah <laughs> and he then it defies him doesn't it and the the crowd love it, don't they? Yeah, because they call him uh, Maximus the Merciful, don't they? Um, so yeah. the crowd love him for that as well, because not only can he, he can kill, he can protect himself, but he's being merciful, so the crowd love that as well. And then that's when, again, you get Commodus come down, don't you? And he comes out and says a really, real below the belt thing to Maximus, doesn't he? Where he says, you know, um, something about the suffering of his like his wife and his child, didn't he? Saying that his you know, oh, wife yeah. got molested yeah. and his kid got strung up. And he's trying to get yeah, the red mist, isn't really he? Trying to get him going. Yeah. He's yeah, almost trying like, to get him going. It's almost like a sort of Commodus is saying, I want you to strike me down in front of the crowd. But Maximus just comes out, doesn't he? He says, Yeah, your your time of being a reigning emperor will soon come to an end. And then he just bows to him, doesn't he? And then just walks away and it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, oh, God. I don't know what he's doing. He's working, is it? Yeah, you got all... <laughs> Maximus, you've got all the cards here, mate. Do you know what I mean? You just... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. But, um... So now you've got... Uh... Commodus is wondering what the hell to do, but then one of his senates comes out and says to him that the only way that you're going to be able to deal with this is by being like a sea serpent snake, isn't it? So you just lay low, let your enemies do what they got to do, and eventually your enemies will slip up, won't they, and reveal mm. what's going on, which is what happens, isn't it? Because the... I haven't mentioned her yet. Is it Lucilla, his sister? And Yeah, yeah, she... yeah. We haven't mentioned that yeah. yet as well, have we? Because the sort of ancestral part of this movie as well, where he's sort of all over his sister, which is, I've got to be honest with you, it's very uncomfortable viewing. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's minging. I sat there yesterday thinking, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I forgot about this bit. But... <laughs> God damn. But he doesn't, yeah, obviously she's not having it, is she? She didn't want any of it. No. But she, um, she, she must have, I think she used to be with Max since she, she used to, when they like former lovers or something yeah they were yeah there was um i think when i first watched this film i thought the 
son that she had is his, but it's not, is it? It's somebody else's, but um, I think they did have a relationship back in the past. Um, mm. And I think, he's, I think he's still got feelings for her, but he's devoted to his wife. Um, yeah. And yeah. vice versa. And I suppose you couldn't... I suppose it would kind of... Um, take you off the path to what he's actually trying to do because he's actually trying to get to his wife in the afterlife isn't it so um, he ba- he's basically telling him that isn't he he's saying that you know um, you know he can't really form a relationship with her can he because he's on this quest isn't he you know so mm. yeah because obviously yeah. she's willing to help him isn't she she's willing to get rid of yeah which her she brother. Well, she does, doesn't she? I mean, this is where they've got a plan now, isn't it, to overthrow him. And Maximus has said, look, if I go back and find my army, there's 5,000 strong ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, If I turn up and they know that I'm alive, they they will follow me. I can come to Rome and um, I'll overthrow Commodus. And they've got this plan, haven't they? But it gets... uh, the, the cat gets let out of the bad by her son, isn't it? Because he says, he's fighting, isn't he? And then Commodus says, yeah. hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm Maximus, the saviour of Rome, isn't it? So he's... Oh, um, yeah. You know. it drops, his, drops him in it, doesn't he? Nice one, <laughs> nice one, kid. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, well done, lad. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously been over, over, over here in his mum's conversation, well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, so... And this is where he's come out, isn't it, with that sort of sea serpent plan, isn't it? He knew eventually something would slip up. And he he comes out with that story now, doesn't he? He says to his sister, you know, like busy little bees, isn't it? You've been busy and I know what you're doing. Mm. Um, and then he orders the execution of the gladiators, doesn't he? And, uh, is it Proximus? He gets, he gets killed. Um, Maximus gets captured now, doesn't he? And in... Uh, he gets thrown into the cell. Yeah. And now Commodus is... Again, he's, he's, there's no redemption for this guy, is there, Commodus? Because even when he says says to him, he says, Look, I'm going to fight you. And you can see a Maximus face of like, right, this is it. This is going to be a fair... It's going to be easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fair fight between you and me. But then he comes out, doesn't he? And he just stabs him in the back, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, as, if he's, yeah. as if he couldn't go any lower. <laughs> so, I know, weakened, proper weakens him right yeah. in the lungs, the back of it, yeah. That's it. But I don't think Maximus is, you know, he thinks, oh, well, you know, it's, it, he knew this was going to happen, didn't he? He knew that he was going to, you know, die, I think. You know, I think he knows that he can still kill the Commodus because Commodus thinks, "Oh, I've stabbed him in the back; it'd be an easy fight." But no, he didn't realise he's fighting against Maximus, is he? Like the elite gladiator, yeah, general. And this is where uh, Lucilla, isn't it? She comes out and says to him, um, "She says, you know, you weren't." She she's she's come out and said, "You you're not." I don't see you as Maximus anymore. Um, you're 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 not the guy. You are the guy, but you're not because what I saw out there on the arena is like a godlike character, and it's almost like they the gods are in command here, isn't it? Do you know they know that they've got to sort of use Maximus to try and get rid of this guy. 
And even with him yeah, being yeah. wounded, he's still got that strength, hasn't he, to be able to take him out. So I suppose they're going into just touching into a little bit of like myth, mythology there uh, with what, what I think the Romans used to believe in and all that sort of touching on the Greek mythology. Yeah, they have the similar, similar kind of gods, aren't they? Really, I mean, yeah, different names of them, but similar kind of thing, wasn't it? Roman gods, Greek gods, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I, yeah. I always get a bit confused between them because did the Roman Empire and the and ancient Greece did they coexist? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. I um, I'm only going on the little bit of research that I've done, so. I might not be 100% correct. So if anybody else is listening, just be, <laughs> you might be sort of going, no, well, Jay, you got it all wrong. But what I think the ro- I think the actual descendants of the Roman Empire comes from Greece, I believe. Ah, okay, right, fine. So the, um, you had, so 500 BC was the formation of um, the Roman Republic which I think its origins comes from Greece, hence the the way they're dressed and the swords and all that sort of stuff. And then a little bit later, well, a lot later on, so 30 BC was formation of the Roman Empire, Mm. which then existed up till 450 AD, and then that's when you had had the fall of the empire, because then you had the... um, like the sort of Saxon invasions and stuff like that, so you had a different change. So yeah, that's just uh, yeah. my that's a little bit of the timeline there. Um, so I'd imagine that the Romans possibly would have had the same sort of theories as the Greeks with gods and things yeah. like that. So um, I kind of like Very the way, similar, you, they? yeah, I kind of like the way the film has sort of just touched on that just a little bit, um, which kind of goes into the stories of like Perseus and Medusa and all that sort of stuff, you know, so, um, and Jason the Argonauts and all that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, you could, in fact, Dave, wouldn't it have been great if you, you had a couple of uh, skeletons and a couple of like big tall iron talos turn up, you know, <laughs> in this film? <laughs> <laughs> well, right at the end of the big battle. <laughs> yeah, you know, what you could have done with uh, Maximus flying off on Pegasus flying horse <laughs> going into a whole different movie there but um, yeah no I don't want to say unfortunately not but no it didn't happen <laughs> um, so now you get the final fight and basically Maximus kicks his ass even though he's been wounded and he basically was it he chucks a a knife into Commodus's neck, doesn't he, and kills him. Yeah, yeah, he stabs him in the neck, doesn't he, and then he's like, yeah, that's it. And then he kind of like falls over and then sort of stumbling around, isn't he? And then, he, and then I can't remember if he, if he Maximus says anything. But... Um, no, he doesn't yeah, say, he doesn't actually say anything. Um, because I think what's clever here is like he don't, I don't think he needs to say anything. He just falls down to the floor, and you get like him going into the afterlife. So he's walking in the cornfields and he's putting his hand through the corn. He's gone back to his family, 
And I think he just, yeah. he just you just see a smile on his face, don't you? And he just dies. And then this is where Lucilla comes in and she says, you know, he was a he was a Roman general, he was a soldier. Um mm-hmm. you know, he should should be remembered, you know, he should be glorified and all this sort of stuff. And then he gets taken in, doesn't he, by the the soldiers and the, the rest of the gladiators. Um and that's pretty much it, isn't it? It sort of closes now, doesn't it, to yeah. that? Uh, now we are free. But Rome's sort of back to Marcus Aurelius's plan, isn't it? Really? Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I think found its way. I think Rome goes back into republic, so they've got like a democracy, um, democratic again, isn't it? Or I suppose they'll. I guess that's how it works out in the end, and then. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, you didn't see any of that, do you? But no, you I, mean, imagine I imagine that's probably happened. what happened. Um, and then you've got the song, which is which we haven't mentioned yet, is it? Now we are free, uh, which is just one hell of a song, isn't it? Just how, how mm. to sort of, um, which every time Very I beautiful. hear it, it always takes me back to this movie. Lovely song, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. That is that is Gladiator. So mm. um, yeah, I think it. We're going to give it out of ten. We're going to give it out of ten, aren't you? I'm gonna give it. I'll, I'll certainly give it an eight out of ten. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I'd agree. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Give it. Give it eight thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> eight rotted tomatoes. Ah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I'd probably give. Yeah, I give. I agree. Eight out of ten. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it might be an eight and a half. I don't know. It's a fantastic film, but. Hmm. Yeah, eight point two five, I'd say. Eight point two five. All right, <laughs> give, 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 it a, give it a little bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what, what a great movie. Really, really, you know, really easy. So, well, it's an easy watch, I think. Yeah. Like I said, I think Got every uh, element of a film that you like, isn't it? I think Ridley Scott was having a good run as well. Um, I mean, he's a he's a director of Alien. Um, he's he's done some standout movies. He went on to go and do Black Hawk Down after this, which was another hit. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to go and do Robin Hood, which was Russell Crowe again, which I think was another. Um, I think it was another good a- adaptation of that story, probably a little bit more historically accurate. I think in some ways. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I think that's yeah, it's quite good. It's a good film. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, I've not watched that for a while. Maybe, maybe I need to watch that soon. I don't think it's as it's not quite as good as Gladiator for Crow. No, it's, it's it's not a bad movie, but I think I do know that Russell Crowe has said that this is his favourite film and his favourite character out of all the stuff that he's done. So, um, what Gladiator? Or? Yeah, yeah, Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. I've, I've, have, you, have you seen Russell Crowe now? He's he, Really, sort of gained a few pounds, hasn't he? Hasn't yeah, I don't think he's in his gladiator shape anymore. But the mind you, it was 20, <laughs> 20 years ago, wasn't it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if he if he did gladiator too, he might just have to breathe in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a little bit grouchy as well in some places as well, isn't he? As an actor, you know, he's just get a little bit. 
yeah, I think he's, he's getting on a bit, and I think now Russell yeah. let himself go a bit. But, but no, uh, he, kudos to him for this film, though, great. Cute, yeah, kudos to him. He, he's done a great job. Um, so, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's one that I will keep on revisiting. And I think it kind of... Uh, I think, as I said, um, Braveheart sort of kicked it off. Uh, Gladiator then came out and was like a great addition to that. And then after this, you ended up getting some. You ended up getting uh, the three hundred um, with Gerald oh, Butler. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then you also had Troy with um, Eric Banner. There's quite a few actors in that, and I think that was kind of like a sort of. I think Hollywood was, was looking at Gladiator and thinking, oh, you know, these these films are coming back, so let's get another movie produced. So Troy came out, which was kind of like a similar sort of thing. Um, so we started getting these movies, and there's also Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven, which we mentioned the other day. He was talking about that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Orlando like Bloom. Say, so there's another good historic drama uh, film. So yeah, so there you go. So yeah, thanks Dave, thanks for coming on board today, mate, for this one. That's all right, no, it's always a pleasure, mate. So what yeah, we're going to talk about next, uh, is there another movie you'd like to have a look at? Um, I don't know, we, did, we had a list, didn't we? I can't. I was thinking about, Are you? do you like Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, I do, yeah. That's running with you. I've not seen those films in ages, quite a few of them do, to be really. I was thinking maybe um, have, a, have a look at the uh, first one. The uh, Was it The Curse of the Black Pearl or something like that? Black Pearl, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's it. I yeah. thought maybe we'll have a chat about uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and all his, uh, all his weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy fool. Yeah, especially where he's... Uh, wasn't he inspired by uh, one of the Rolling Stones, wasn't it? The uh, lead guitarist. Um, as a character. Is it Mick... Mick Jagger? Not Mick Jagger. Um... Oh, what's his name? Hang on one minute. Oh, got to find his name now. He actually cameos in one of the movies as his dad. Oh, he does, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, can't, he does. can't remember his name now. Hang on a second. Oh, I shall find out. Not Ronnie Wood. Although Ronnie Wood, I can see Ronnie Wood as a pirate. Um, Keith Richards. Keith Richards, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Keith Richards, that's what he based himself on, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a bit eccentric, isn't he, old Jack Sparrow? Isn't he? Yeah, Keith Richards uh, turns up in the one when they go to the Fountain of Youth. And he plays his yeah. dad or something. Yeah, and then Jack, <laughs> Jack Sparrow comes out and says, Have you been to the Fountain of Youth then, Dad? And he goes... <laughs> He goes, does this face look like it's been there? <laughs> You're brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. And so, yeah, you go, guys. We will come back for um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, with uh, Kung Fu Dave. So, cheers, Dave. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Um, anytime, Arj. Anytime. Nice one, buddy. Right. Okay, I'm going to close the show, guys. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, um, some admin for the show. I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network, so please go and check out all the other shows, including my mystery show, which is the Mystery Vault Podcast. Um, you can find Bite Size Cinema on Legion, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. 
And I've got a Facebook page where I'm most active, so put anything on there, any movie suggestions. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. So as always, keep it bite-sized, keep it safe, and I'll see you soon. this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.